2: Well, hello, my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors. You know what time it is? It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently am, but this show isn't about me because we go worldwide across the globe. So, whatever time it is, wherever country you're at, whatever device you are listening on, welcome to another episode of DDP Radio Live right here uh, at ddpradio.com. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's going to be a fun show tonight. Uh, Crystal has lined up a team member For us to talk to Which we will get into in just a few minutes And uh, Crystal, I'm just going to introduce you right now And it's been a while since we played your theme song And I was going through the clips here So uh, without further ado (laughs) It is uh, Canadians uh, Canadians' well-kept secret is Crystal Stewart (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. It's really hard not to sing
1: along with that.
2: (laughs) Well, the reason I had to play that intro, I was going through the the clips and the drops we have on this page, and you and I were just talking about Canadian rock and roll, and you guys have your own scene up there where there's bands up there that are like stadium-worthy in Canada that just we don't get across the pond here, across the pond, across the border. And it's weird. You guys keep, like, all your best acts to yourself and don't share them, which is very uncool. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I apologize. I'm, I'm at some point probably going to cough in the middle of you guys talking. I don't have my dump button with me here um, anymore, so I've got to get a new thing to kind of get a cough button um, on here. But I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, recovering currently from a debilitating case of the man flu. And anybody who's been on my social media this week has probably joined in in the mocking of my over-dramatization of my illness. <laughs> and uh, Kitty has been rolling her eyes at me multiple times an hour every day for the past seven days. But I fight this man flu, and I will overcome. And if you guys would like to donate to the cause to help me find <laughs> a cure for man flu... GoFundMe.com for the Michael Mullins <laughs> Association of Manflu Research and Development. We will find oh a cure. God. We will carry on. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, oh my
2: goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But now Katie is six, so I'm sure she's gonna she's not, the same rules are not gonna apply to her. She's gonna be well, uh, you know, yeah. it just goes to prove
1: you know you believe in sharing. Apparently, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, yes. Um, <coughs> we got a lot of stuff to get to. Oh. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry, I apologize. I had the time. Um, we have a guest that's gonna be joining the show in just a little bit, and. Uh, See, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal around these parts, and I've got all kinds of crazy things going on and stuff to do. So Crystal keeps in touch with the, the people of the community, and uh, you know she gathers the best stories of the week, and she gathers the <laughs> most inspirational people, and she brings them to my attention here on the show. And I'm like, that sounds like an inspirational story. Let's go with that one. And you found someone really cool to talk to tonight, and I'm really excited about it. He's got a real cool story, and he's got a, a really inspirational story. And um, we often talk about the ups and downs of the uh, physical and mental battle that comes with, you know, owning your life and what we do here. And uh, we have Richard Gregory is going to be on the phone in just a little while um, telling us about his story, which has a hell of a lot of ups and a hell of a lot of downs. And here's the guy who keeps moving forward despite all of that. So uh, I'm really excited to chat with him when we can get him on the line. But we've got some yeah. business to take care of uh, before we do so. So uh, we will uh, let you know when he's available. Crystal, you know, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago about the Chris Jericho cruise that everyone's has yes. all the rage on the Internet, all the cool kids are talking about it. Um, yep. I just uh, checked in with the man himself, and uh, apparently that they're doing really well. The tickets are going quickly. So you know what that means. If you want to get in on the Jericho cruise, you're going to want to get your tickets now sooner rather than later, because later you're going to go yeah. buy your tickets and you're going to promise some like cool chick you want to hang out with, like, Hey, let's go on the Jericho cruise. And you're going to look like a hero. Then you're going to go book your tickets. And it's not going to be your tickets. And then you look like a zero and she goes and goes on the cruise with Dave Worth or something. So, yeah, you don't know want that important. important. Get
1: on the yeah. list.
2: <laughs> so, we have the information on how you can get those tickets and what better way to uh, uh, relay that information than a produced promo from Y2J himself. He is the Ayatollah of rock and roll. And apparently he is the captain of the cruise as well. I just wanted to show up there oh my with God. a captain's hat and like a, like a, like a corn cob <laughs> pipe and play some birdie Higgins as he sails the seas. So uh, I'm going to you Chris Jericho. <laughs> I think sequin pants is a very underrated fashion accessory. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, <here> <laughs> Without further ado, here is Chris Jericho telling you how you don't have to lose your girl to divorce. Hey, this is Chris Jericho inviting you to the first
0: ever rock and wrestling Rager at sea. Picture this rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018, from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com.
2: All right. You heard that. You do not want to make that list. Uh, um And uh, real quick, I, I didn't really get a chance to really promo this show very well that we're doing tonight. I was running crazy towards the end of it. I tried to put together a half-assed video promo like I usually do on the Facebook Live thing, and I propped up my little iPhone thing. And, I'm starting to pr- and then it just collapses. Everything falls. So I'm picking it up as I'm live. I'm beat red from just running around trying to finish dinner. So there was a disaster of a promo so if you're listening right now, I didn't really get a chance to promo it very well, so go tag a few of your friends. Tell them to come over here and join us at com, and we're going to have a fun show uh, despite my lack of promotional uh, effort. <laughs> so, um, Hi. Crystal, I hope yes. we, and, and we got to stick around too because we've got our Quote Master uh, on the spot again later tonight. We're going to have uh, Crystal – uh, finish up with some inspirational words. And I love the stuff you've been choosing because, you know, when you get into like a group, like we have our, our staples that we always go to for inspiration, which are really cool. But, you know, sometimes actively digging for some new and, and fun ways to fire yourself up is a really cool and unique uh, perspective of things. So I've uh, been really digging your uh, quotes that you've been sharing with us uh, at the end of the show. Thank you. And I hope you Thanks. will continue to do that. I hope
1: you'll continue to let me do it. (laughs) It's fun. No, that's not really is. is. I'm just kidding. Uh,
2: I'm just kidding. Um, So a lot of stuff going on. As you guys are aware, uh, we got the DDP Yoga Retreat we just announced. Uh, There's all kinds of new dates for Dallas Page personally, uh, appearances and otherwise. But I got to talk about this real quick because you guys may have seen your DDP Yoga Twitter blowing up this past week. DDP's got a new television series um, on the yeah. sci-fi network called Superstition, and Superstition. you know, and this is this is gonna sound like I'm kind of not like it's gonna sound. Let me finish before I say sci-fi network. You know those like shows like the sci-fi networks and True TVs and those like random cable channels that were always known for. And maybe not the gre- the greatest programs, you know, kind of campy and cheesy, and not really anything special the past few yeah. years, those channels have really reinvented themselves, and uh, I know true t v and a and e and a m c and scifi are producing some of the best t v shows on television like consistently yeah, and they really are putting a lot of effort into individual uh new and original programming and I was checking out the trailer for this new show uh, pages on called Superstitious and, uh, Superstition, sorry. and it looks incredible. Like, it looks really, really good, and I'm really excited for him. And the cast looks amazing. The premise sounds really cool, especially for Halloween season. And I know that his character officially debuts on episode three, but he's not three, just like, yeah. a, like a random cameo. He's, 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 he's you know, a cast member, and, he, and I hear he's really awesome in it. So I am really excited to uh, watch that. I'm actually going to watch that tonight. I got it queued on my uh, DVR, and uh, I'm really excited to see this because it looks really interesting.
1: Yeah, I've just seen, um, you know, clips here and there. I haven't had the time to sit down and, and, you know, watch anything. But you're right, it does look really, really cool. And I'm really looking forward to seeing a full episode when I get a second. looks really good. I'm really proud of Paige.
2: Yeah. And, and, and Paige's at a, a point in his career where he doesn't need to go, you know, strive for new goals or, you know, he's been the greatest, one of the greatest world champions ever. He's had a hell of an acting career and now just changed the game of the fitness, you know, industry with DDP yoga. And you'd think at that point it's comfortable to, to rest on your laurels and kind of coast through on your reputation. But he's just one of those guys that like always got the next goal in mind, always got the next thing lined up. And, uh, that's one of the most inspirational things to me about Diamond Dallas Page and one of the things that yeah. I get fired up about because sometimes I think to myself, like, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot and I'm happy with, but I'm 35. Like, what am I going to start at 35 years old, you know, from scratch, like whether it's a new hobby or, or a new skill or anything like that. And then you realize, you know, who the boss man is around here and then you just snap into reality real quick that it's my mind telling me I can't do this shit. And if I actually went out and did it uh, and did it with the same amount of passion and desire and drive that Paige does, that not only is it possible, but if you're doing it like he does it all in, it's probable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of funny. Every time you talk to Dallas, it kind of just rubs off. And I mean, you really can do anything you set your mind to, and he's
2: proof positive of that. Yeah. It really is, and you know, like we talked about, you know, he like it's just you know you always got to set that goal. And I there was a I watched an episode of Louie. You ever watch that show Louis on uh, FX Louis C.K. Um, he had an episode on there, and the uh, Doug Stanhope was a hell of a comedian, played a character that was kind of down and out, and you know was suicidal. Let's just put it that way. And uh, yeah. in the episode, he has this long talk with Louie, about how, like, he said, you know, he said, when, uh, you know, the, when the want is gone, like, when the desire to do something or achieve something, the next thing is gone, like, that's yeah. when it really kind of hits you that, like, that, that there's the, the hopelessness. And there's something about striving for something and striving for a goal or a passion or an achievement that just keeps you here and keeps you present and focused. And uh, I feel like a lot of times, especially in the generation we live in now where where technology can give us anything we'd like at our fingertips without even putting our recliner down, um, I find it's harder to kind of go out of your way to uh, make these things happen. And the times recently where I have made an effort to try something and put down the recliner or put down the phone and crawl out of my safe space or crawl out of my comfort zone, that the rewards are, are so monumental. And I feel like actually getting out and doing things is almost like, like I talked about the hidden secret of Canadian bands. Like people, like there's a lot of, there's so much more fun in, in doing than experiencing through a screen. And that right. is a seems lost on a lot of people that there's a whole world out there and Basically, a world at your fingertips that we kind of forget exists and is available to us, right, so
1: you know it's one thing i mean it's wonderful that we have all this technology, hence i 'm talking to you, and we're broadcasting worldwide, so you know it, it's a technology is an amazing thing, but I think there's a degree of disconnect with all this technology and, you know, it's, I don't know, you know, I i wouldn't necessarily say that we have it better than, I mean, just look at a kid when you think of your childhood and then their childhood. I, I don't know. You know, we used to be happy playing road hockey and now our kids play road hockey over cell phones. I don't know. It just seems weird.
2: No, I, I, totally. I totally get what you're saying, yeah. and people yeah. think we're going on a tangent. But trust me, I'm going to bring this back around, and, and you're going to see where I'm going with this. Um, the thing is, with, with the technology, like you said, it brings so much to our our advantage. The Deep Yoga app, like I can bring that and be connected to the performance center in in, in, in an instant, live via the yeah. internet. It's an amazing thing. I can connect with friends that I would normally have a relationship with, like, like you. Like, we wouldn't have a relationship yeah. if it wasn't through this, you know, medium, you know, speaking and engaging with each other. So there's a lot of great yep. aspects to it. But I feel that we're, we're we're kind of missed the boat of what this could be. And instead of having it be uh, something to propel us to even greater uh, advances and greater personal achievements, we're kind of using it as an excuse and a almost an anchor for our lives. Um uh, what was he, I, was I just wrote, spoke to Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah I, I I just spoke to Louis C.K. a few minutes ago. He has this great bit. He was watching his daughter do a recital. And he looks around, and every parent is holding up the cell phone, watching her recital, the daughter's recital, through the screen. Through, like, they're not watching yeah. the kid. They're watching the cell phone screen. And let's be honest, you post that on Facebook, for posterity's sake, Someone's going to watch maybe the first few seconds, 30 seconds. But other than that, yep. they're not going to watch an entire dance recital. You're probably never going to watch it again because you have all these videos you upload on a constant basis. So basically your child is there performing for nobody. You know, Nobody is seeing this. And your daughter standing right in front of you is vibrant, and she's in 3D. She's in high definition. But we feel the need to put this screen in between us and the real world. And it's very bizarre. You know, you go to a concert, you live music. The reason you go to live music and not sit at home and watch a concert DVD is for the experience, for the communal experience, to yell and sing and cheer with a loud group of people. But now everyone's just holding up a cell phone and, and watching it through that. So why would you go? Why don't you stay home and watch it on a screen in your comfort of your own home and not pay a $100 ticket to go see the concert? And I feel like a lot of us are no longer active participants in our lives. We'd rather talk about our experiences and, and, and show videos and pictures of our experiences rather than yeah. experience our experiences. And there's a team DDP other member, Rodney, who I, uh, I'm very close with. I, I love Rodney. He's a good friend of mine. And we were chatting about this recently and we've given each other, you know, a little shots here and there, ribbing, ribbing each other, having fun with it. And, we uh, we both made an effort to kind of, Put down the phone at these places. Stop taking pictures of things and stop taking videos. And like in 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 you know moderation is cool, but to actually be in the moment and experience the moment and be active and, and present in the moment uh, is 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 something I'm effort uh, I'm putting an effort into trying to do. And when you do that, you kind of break the spell a little bit. And it sounds yeah weird, but you kind of look around and see the absurdity of all of it and how much we're missing out by just keeping our heads down, uh, how much personal growth and physical growth we're missing out on by just keeping our heads down on the phone. And yeah. like we say, sometimes in the DDP yoga community, we'd rather talk about the DDP yoga than get on the mat and do it. And there's something about uh, the social media that we have all become our kind of our own press release and our press agents or publicity people. And sometimes – if you're struggling with your eating or struggling with your workouts and things aren't clicking for you, sometimes just to cut the cord and get back to basis and get your feet back on the ground and get back to reality and experiencing the real world and put down the phone, put down the distractions, the separations, uh, the disconnects, it centers you in a way that allows you to reset and refocus your energy. And it's almost a sobering experience. Like when Roddy Piper takes off the glasses and everything's, you know, yeah in that movie, there really is a a sobering reality that you come down to where you realize that the distractions that are keeping you from being the best version of yourself.
1: Yeah, so there's a – no, no, not at all. So there's this concept that floats around at any given time in this house. It might not happen in everyone else's house, but, you know, yeah, I live in a strange house. So there is a huge difference for me um, because we are all human beings, but I try and switch that around. So I try to be a human doing, not just a human being. I mean, there are times when you have to be a human being and just be in a string of circumstances or cope with whatever is coming down the pipe at you, but to be a human doing changes. It puts the onus back on you and away from a lot of this instant gratification technology being, you know, your cell phone or the next app or Facebook or whatever. But it just shifts your priorities around. And I can honestly say in the boat that I'm in, I would rather do than be. hmm
2: but does yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And it does. It, it it occupies your mind and occupies your senses. And I know for a fact that I'm one of those people who who is uh uh spontaneous and uh you know gets triggers. I I feel like food and then I just I'll without even thinking I'll go and eat it. So I'm I'm very much the reward receptors that need to be saturated right now. And uh honestly the phones can be uh you detrimental for other reasons. I could be struggling with, with my e- eating issues and food, and, uh, like, they're friggin' beaming into my mind. A McDonald's uh, c- commercial will come on my YouTube channel, or, or there will be, like, advertisements. And I feel like it's all just designed to kind of distract me from my day and distract me from yeah. your goals. And to bring it all back around, you know, Dallas Page is very active on social media. He's very uh, in tune with social media. He's always been and very accessible. But despite all of that, you have to learn a balance in your life because he's able to achieve these things and and go for that next role for that really cool new TV show. And he's able to challenge himself in unique ways without letting the convenience of being lazy sidetrack him. And that's what life is about technology ain't going anywhere. I, I hate to break it to you. If you're one of those old school people that hopes we go back to just needing a map and uh, well, with nope. not using phones for anything, it's probably not going to happen unless the whole power grid goes down at some point. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we need to learn as in anything, whether it's moderation or whether it's, you know, learning how to eat in moderation or or, or, or work out and make, make time for things. We're going to have to learn to balance what is currently technology with currently uh, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and being the best versions of ourselves. And it's something that's going to have to be learned because we're the generation that got this dropped on us. You and I, we got the phones dropped on us. We got the computers and we're, I don't think the world has figured out how to work around that and be productive members of society around all of that yet. No,
1: you know, I, because Suddenly the world was at our fingertips. It it used to be I remember when I was growing up, it used to be that, you know, the world was just a quick plane ride. You could be anywhere. Which is very much the case. But really, you don't even need to do that anymore. You it's very Jetsons. You can just download a video and meditate in Tibet if you want. I mean, I don't know. Or, you know, you can book everything off your phone or, I don't know, but, I don't know. I think my biggest thing is, is I think we're going to be afraid, you know, I think we're going to lose how to interact with each other. You know, Siri does everything, so, you know, why? Yeah. I I don't know. It just seems weird to me. I would sooner talk to a person Mm -hmm. than talk to a computer.
2: Well, that's, that's the thing. And what we do here in the GDPO community is we take the realities of life and we desperately try to make positives out of them. And that's sure what the whole, the whole mantra of this program is, own your life, uh, 90%. And like I said, you know, the technology was dumped on us and it ain't going anywhere. And I feel that if this was a social experiment for how human beings are, uh, react to this kind of power in our fingertips, I think we failed miserably and yeah. we don't have to. We have this amazing gift of technology. We have the information of the entire world on our fingertips. We can learn what we yeah. want. We can educate ourselves in what we want for free. Uh, we, can, we can get an app like GDP Yoga and, and have these amazing uh, tools to learn how to, to, to do the GDP Yoga program or to get certified in the program or work out with people from across the globe via this amazing app. And the thing is, we have been using it for for negative reasons, a lot of us, especially in the past couple of years with, with the state of the world and people angry and, and outraged and, and bickering with each other. But there is great potential in something like this, the great potential in technology. And with us in the DDP yoga community, with, if we're going to practice what we preach and, and talk about, you know, finding the positive and living the 90%, then I think it's up, up to us to take that technology and transport it and and transform it into an outlet for good and for positivity and to be decent to people and help people along and help people reach their goals. And, you know, it probably won't change things in the long run, probably won't fix everything. But I think the majority of issues in the world are, are dependent on us keeping our side of the street clean and if you're helping DDP Yoga people, I have friends who are, I completely disagree with politically and religiously and, and ideologi- ideologically, but through DDP Yoga we've connected and through DDP Yoga we've encouraged and inspired each other, and I think that is our responsibility. If we're going to tell people to live life at 90% and own your life, I think we need to be the ones to Show the positives that can come out of such a uh, a uh, big differing and polarity shift in the world. Yeah, yeah. I There's I don't show box. I I'm from, hopping off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: I come from the land of i I used to have this nickname a long, long time ago, and <laughs> my friends used to call me the Can Do Canuck. Just because I would sooner do it than not even attempt to try. I mean, where's what do you get out of that if you if you don't even make it an effort to change whatever it is that you want to change? How can you complain when you don't get there?
2: That's awesome and that's perfect. That's that's what we're talking about. And honestly, I'm going to be a little honest here. I am the complete opposite growing up. And and I was the guy who I was going to go, I was all talk. I was going to do this and I was going to achieve this. And when it came time to push, come to shove, I'd get scared. I'd get scared of failing. I'd get scared of falling on my face. And I'd have all these plans and all these goals and dreams that I wouldn't pursue because, well, if I failed, then I'd have egg all over my face and I'd come back to, uh, to my hometown or whatever with egg on my face. And this was one of, you know, when I first got out of a, a school, uh, high school, and I I got in, I went to broadcasting school, got into the radio business, and did really well for myself in the radio business. Got to go on a lot of huge rock tours that I was very proud of myself for, and I realized that my goal wasn't for noble reasons. My goal was never for you know to to be great at what I did, or I had this one goal that was in mind, and it was almost probably self-destructive. Was to go back into my high school graduation where all the people who used to give me shit and make something of myself and show them that I made something of myself, not for them, not for me, but to prove them wrong and to shove it in their face, which isn't a good reason to do anything. And no. now, you know, there's, you, you get these distorted, bitter reasons for things, and, and you, you think that, you know, you, when you realize the, the, the anger that it's coming from, it's ultimately destructive to you and to other people as well. And through those issues, I, I was always told how good I was and what I did. And I felt confident in what I did, and people would would tell me how good I was, but I never really truly believed it. I'd show that I was confident, and I'd show them I was cocky, but I didn't believe I was actually any good. I felt people were blowing smoke up my ass. And I realized recently how much I could have done in my life if I was in touch with how good I was instead of second-guessing myself or convincing myself that I couldn't achieve this or do that. And in my life, all the crap in high school and all the shit I've dealt with my whole life, there's nobody who sabotaged me more than me. And the thing that really changed things for me in my DDP yoga journey, when I first started, Dallas Page was blatantly aware and blatantly put it in my face personally that I was the one who was standing in my way, nobody else. It wasn't the kids in school who I was trying to prove wrong. It wasn't the cards I was dealt with, my health issues, or or my weight problem. It was every time I got close to having an opportunity, I'd stand there and block myself. And it's not fun to hear, especially from somebody you respect like that. And sometimes the answers aren't fun to hear. And that's where you've got to double down on them and put the effort in and put the action in to get out of your own goddamn way. Well, see, and I think when you start investing
1: in, um, you know, I'm going to do this to prove to everyone else that you, as soon as you make that decision, for me personally, um, I run at a deficit. I'm not running the way I should be, and it puts me at a deficit. So everything from that decision on just seems a little bit harder because, suddenly I've made the conscious decision to not make myself happy, but I'm trying to make somebody else happy. And that ooh, that's a tough boat to be in. And this is one of the reasons why I love and respect Dallas as much as I do, because when he is being, he, <laughs> he has an amazing knack for pulling your head out of your butt, because, you know, he'll tell you, exactly how it is and there is nobody in the world that will believe in you more when you put the work in
2: than Dallas yeah yeah that's that's it's painful to hear and you know what if you're in a real dark space and you really need to change things and you ask someone for advice and they tell you you're awesome and you're doing everything right that doesn't that does you no help does you no good nope you nope. need somebody to tell you. If you're asked, like, I uh, I got to hang out with Dr. Tom Pritchard. Any wrestling fans will know who he is. Yep. He trained everybody from The Rock to just everybody who's ever been anything in the business for the past several years. Great wrestler on his own. Last year I was meeting with him, and we're, I, I was talking with him at, at an event, and there was this big camp they were doing for these wrestlers, and there was like a $3,000 tuition prize or whatever to – professional shooter training, and he was leading the camp. And one of the guys came up to him and said, uh, hey, can you wash my mash and tell me what you think? And uh, he kind of shot back something that I kind of thought, wow, that was kind of rude. Like the guy was asking him to see what he thought. But then when I kind of listened to what he said, he he just did the guy more help than anyone ever did in his life. He said, I'll am not. I'm not, if you, I'll watch your match, but I'm not going to sit here and watch your match if you want me to watch your match and tell you how great you are and because that doesn't yeah. do you any help. If you want me to sit here and tell yeah. you how awesome you are, I'm going to find what I think you can do better, and I'm going to critique it because a lot of times when people ask your opinion, they want you to just gush on them and tell them all the good things you did. Right. Which if you're trying right. to improve your life, that's not helpful. There is place for positive reinforcement, but if you're honestly looking – to somebody, a mentor, or somebody who who excels in what you're trying to achieve, um, if you're asking for their honest advice and their honest uh, um, input, telling you how awesome you are isn't going to do anything for you. You want to tell them what you can improve on and help guide you.
1: Yeah, so opinions, for me, it's kind of like building a beautiful house, the house of your dreams, in quicksand. uh, I find opinion, if I ask for your opinion, if you ask anybody for an opinion, it's usually, it's laced with a little bit of flaw or self-investment or something. I mean, right? Because I just, I try not to do it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't build my house based on the opinions of someone else. I guess, really, that's what it boils down to. Yes. Yep. Because, really, I, yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, I have learned more from my time being here than anywhere, anywhere. But I think it's a huge difference, Mike, to be open to a lesson or resigning yourself to someone's opinion.
2: You see absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. But you shouldn't ask. So you shouldn't look to someone else to validate you. You should look right, to someone right. else to help grow you and constructive right. criticism and and can help you. The the real the people in your life that are really committed to your growth aren't going to tell you what you want to hear. Aren't going to tell you you know nope. how everything's perfect and you don't need to change anything. There's a, there's, you don't need anyone's uh, opinion. You don't need anyone's validation, but there are people out there who want you to grow and want you to be a better person, be a better wrestler, be a better actor, be a better, you know, yoga certified instructor. And sometimes, you know, you have to humble yourself to realize that, you know, I don't like being told what to do. I mean, Kate, just the other day, Katie was telling me about how I was putting stuff in the dishwasher wrong. And I got annoyed. <laughs> oh, I was so pointless and stuff like that. But then I looked at the, at the Tupperware, and it's getting ruined. So ultimately, she was teaching me a lesson to, to to do something correctly, so it doesn't have destructive results. To even Tupperware, you know. But sometimes the oh. ego in me, the fact that she had the balls to tell me how to do dishes. I'm 35 years old. You don't tell me how to do dishes. You know, your ego right. takes over, and right. the growth period is it happens where you're able to let your guard down and let your ego down and be open to a different path or a different point of view. And I think that's so the b- b- overall problem in the world right now is nobody's listening. We're all just yelling and we've all got the answers, but no one's asking any questions. No one's actually listening. We're all just telling and yapping about this is how you do this. We need to do this. The country, like you know, everyone's yelling, but no one's listening. And I think there's right. a lot of, yeah. a lot of, yeah, I think there's a lot of merit in just shutting up for two seconds and listening to somebody else that may have a better path for you or a better way for you. Right. So, have you ever heard
1: that old quote? I mean, it flies around all the time, and maybe it just comes across my desk. I don't know. But more people listen to
2: answer you than listen to learn. That's. I love that. And you've told me that one before, and I yeah. need to remember yeah. that. I do it. I'll yeah. be the first one to admit it. When we're engaged in conversation, especially if you're debating, you know, debating any kind of issue or anything, I'm listening to retort respond. or respond, yeah. yeah. And you're looking to find that, that I got you moment or looking to find that punch out moment where you're going to get your point across and I catch myself doing that all the time—that I'm actively thinking in my own head of my response while barely processing what they're telling me—and that's that's just that's useless. Like no one learns anything. And honestly, if I'm doing that in a in a debate, he's probably doing the same thing. So we're basically just having an argument with ourselves at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And
1: really, let's be honest, it's kind of like driving your truck into a great big bog of mud. All you're gonna do is spin your tires. You're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna get anywhere.
2: And I think, you know, on Facebook the past year, I know that you're on Facebook and I'm on Facebook and i was as guilty of this as anybody. Um you know, the politics season comes along and, and people are, are arguing and oh boy. You know, it gets ugly and you're debating your side and debating their side and you know and i I usually fall towards the left of things, and I have close friends that fall towards the right, and we're just constantly you know someone will post something and you're arguing with them. Has anyone ever completely changed their ideology from an argument on Facebook? I don't think so no. I don't think no. anyone's whole moral compass has been shifted from a comment section and a meme. I think that uh-huh. is egotistical and self gratifying and it's just useless and i've lost more friends over that shit and i've known people that have completely cut out people that they cared about over that shit and i've gotten to the point where it's not worth it anymore you know i don't need to argue with you i'm be glad to uh to you know post a funny picture here and there and you know poke funny something but the whole back and forth bickering of Minds that aren't going to be changed is completely useless. Uh, I just right. your text. It's kind you of said that Richard is, Richard is on the line. I I, did he uh, – I have a number here, but he didn't press to get on, so I, this might be him. Uh, 618. Yeah, airport? I think
1: it. yes, I believe that is him. Okay. Um, let's see. Sorry. Let
2: me double check for two seconds. Hi, Richard. Sorry, Mike.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: Oh hey, what's, what's going on? I'm I'm sorry, man. I I saw you on here, but we have no, like a list of calls. We we have a list of callers that, that, that no, kind of that call is... in just to listen. So if, next time, press no, one, is, and, uh, and I'll trial. highlight that you're here.
0: Oh, I didn't even uh, hear hear that message. It just kind of I'm just sorry, man. I apologize. For me right right in the program. No, it's it's all right. I kind of got my times mixed up. I'm I'm in Central time zone, so when she said eight. Forty-five. I was thinking my time, so I thought I still had time to spare. So,
2: oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Richard. Well, we got twenty. good minutes to spend with you still. So let's let's hop right into this. Um, first of all, I, I read your. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Crystal sent me some of the notes on your story, and it's it's pretty uh, mm-hmm. incredible. Um, just tell us real quick, you give us a little bit of a backstory because everyone usually has a reason why they feel the need to make a big change in their life and, you know, uh, attempt to do something like GDP yoga, which is a big undertaking. Uh, take us through uh, what, what kind of led you to the point where you realized that you had to, uh, to do something like this.
0: Well, it, it kind of really dates back to when I came back from Iraq, in all honesty. Uh, like many people that I've read the stories about and stuff, I've, I was always one of those guys that struggled with weight anyway, even being in, in the military. Uh, but when I came back in 2005, I got involved with the VA, and they tried to tell me I, I had PTSD. Being a soldier, you don't want to hear that crap. So I shrugged it off. And then in 2010 uh, – I was already divorced by that time and stuff, and I had my kids. My kids were just being kids, you know, playing around, being loud and stuff, and I totally snapped. And they looked up at me and said, or they didn't really say anything, just look on their face, they're like, who are you? So at that point, I really realized I needed to get some help. So fast forward, I go through the VA, I got the help, and everything, and uh, I am considered 100% disabled through the VA the system, system with PTSD and severe depression. Uh, I ended up trying to take up photography, which I still do, uh, to kind of help me with that, you know, get me out of the house because I just wasn't leaving. I didn't like going to the store, nothing. So, you know, with that, you know, just sitting, you gain weight. And uh, it seemed like it always kind of stayed. And then fast forward uh, to, uh, I think it was 2014. You know, I kind of finally was like, you know, maybe I should start, you know, working out and this and that. My brother told me, hey, check out this video by the name of Arthur. Checked it out. Mm -hmm. He goes, this is DDP's program. I was like, what program? So I was like... Oh, wow. You know, just like everybody's reaction to Arthur's story. Like, wow. And um, so I ordered the program, and kind of like what I heard you guys talking about, like I've heard everybody talk about at one point in time, you have to be ready. Yep. And so it was one of these start, stop, start, stop, start, stop type deals to where it wasn't with nothing, then um, fast forward to this year. Uh, Back in, um, I think it was May, whatever, I stepped on the scales, biggest I have ever been in my life. I mean, even prior to that, I biggest I've ever been, but I actually hit over 300 pounds, 309 to be exact. And that was my wake-up call. You know, through the military, you know, they say, you got to meet at your height. You're supposed to be this. You know, the doctors will tell you, well, you're supposed to be at this and 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 all of that. But you have to be ready for you, not for the doctors, not for your wife yeah. or husband, not for your kids. You have to do it for you. And I was always too busy trying to do it for everybody else because – I like taking care of everybody else, you know? I mean, I'll walk around with holes in my shoes just to make sure my kids have good shoes, you yep. know?
2: Yep.
0: And so – or, you know, take the money that I would use for shoes and buy somebody some food. I mean, that's just how I am. So I was like, okay – I stopped drinking – everybody in the house kind of fell sick and stuff. And uh, I was the only one that, even though I was not quite up to snuff, I had to keep going. I mean, my oldest son was in bed, was bedridden. My mom was bedridden. My youngest was bedridden. So I was like the only one left. Um, So through that, I managed to stop smoking, stop drinking – Mountain Dew, which, if nobody knows, Mountain Dew is one of the worst sodas you can ever drink. Um, so i over, and I'm like, okay, go ahead.
1: Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, did you know Mountain Dew glows in the dark?
0: Yes, yes. yes. Especially, there's also, <laughs> like, another little mixture you can put in there to really make it glow, but yes. Yep, so, yep. um <clears throat> Uh, I was like, okay, on such such day, I ordered the new DVDs. You know, got got into the app. I was like, day okay, on the on this day was like mid May. This is my start date. This is where I'm turning it all all around. But what I do, I end up falling, getting a hairline fracture uh, near my elbow. So I had to, to wait for that to heal. To <laughs> So I had to wait for that to heal And uh, Yeah, lately I feel like The universe just does not want me to be healthy For some reason I I mean, and stuff So, but that healed I hit the program Was closing in on the final uh, Couple weeks uh, Of the beginner Some emotional stuff Hit me You know, I kind of Slid off there for a few weeks, you know. But I hadn't given up. I just had to get myself back in into the game, basically. Uh, then I started hitting it again, doing great. And then, uh, and I can't remember the workout. I wish I knew can remember the workout. But about two weeks ago. I was doing one of the workouts. Now, in 97, I was in a car accident, and I have a still rod in my right leg. And uh, I was doing one of the moves, and I heard this, like, a pop grind in that Ugh. right hip because the tip of that rod is up by my hip. And I'm like, well, it's not hurting. My leg's not numb. There's no swelling. You know, maybe it just popped, you know. So I kept doing it, and and then I'm, like, just walking, and there's even, like, little pops. And then if I lay on my back, bring my knee up to my chest, rotate it out, and then straight, there's, like, a hard pop. So I'm like, okay, it's time for me to get this checked out before I keep going and seriously damaged. Uh, Monday night, I went and had the x-rays call the doctor today. Thankfully, there's no fractures, dislocations, or anything like that. Good. So while I was uh, waiting on that, my ankle had started bothering me. No fractures or you know dislocations there. Uh, the doctor said it's just fluid. Whatever. But I'm still kind of... Me, personally, I'm trying to push the VA to give me an MRI of my hip to make sure there's no ligaments and stuff before I dive back in. So I'm on Mm -hmm. a holding pattern right now. But, so that's basically my story. It's like, it seems like every time I get close to that 13-week mark, something happens to where I'm not able to. So, you know, it is what it is, but it's not going to stop me. I just need to know, you know, if anything's going on so I can... Work around it. Yeah. To where and I can that's still. The, that's do the it. thing. Oh, I'm sorry, man. No, no, go ahead.
2: I was going to say that's the thing, man. Like, uh, obviously, with with the PTSD issues and depression issues, like, that's an ongoing problem. And uh, you know, anyone with mental health issues will tell you that they things are going to pop up when you don't want them to, and when you don't expect them to, and when the worst possible scenario could be. Things get bad or things flare up, and you talk about the thirteen week thing. You know, things popping up and, and you getting injured again. But especially with somebody who who is dealing with with permanent mental health issues, the fact that you keep pushing forward is is a detrimental uh, lesson to, exactly. to moving forward. And and yeah, not, even no. people without mental health issues are are always going to have things pop up, but you're still on that path and you're hitting and you're finding a way to move forward after the factor, give yourself the breather that you need, because sometimes you just need a few days to kind of snap yourself back into alignment.
0: Yeah, that's exactly, you know, and ultimately, because I did say I had some mild uh, arthritis in that hip. So what I'm hoping is what I heard was that arthritis breaking up. Yeah. And, yeah, and that uh, scar tissue it, breaking up to, and stuff. Because I was getting my flexibility back that I once had when I was involved in martial arts when I was a teenager. Uh, so, like, going all the way down into the catcher, I was finally able, you know, I was able to start doing that and stuff. So that's what I'm could, hoping could, if I – that, that's what I'm ultimately hoping is that stuff is breaking up. So yeah.
2: And stuff it that could there's no well actual too. damage going in there. Yeah. I, I know my I've had bad knees from wrestling for for many years and I played sports on before that. And I know when I go into can opener and stuff and I'll do you know, one of the with my fold forward onto my knee that's bent, like I'll feel like a like a cracker, snap or a pop and you know, it's startling at first and, and you don't want to push things when once they start popping at all, but you know, what it was, it was just the cartilage. My knee was so banged up over the years that I was actually breaking through, you know, self-made barriers in my body and bone system. So that may well be it, but don't ever push yourself once you hear stops popping because it could not be it as well. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, yeah,
0: you know, and, you know, I've been in and out of the fitness world, uh, ever since, you know, Teenage years. So I know enough to know that, you know, when you're mixing flexibility with also strength building and stuff, there comes a time where you've got the flexibility, but those muscles and stuff have gotten loose to where they're not keeping things where they should be. So I'm hoping I'm kind of in that transitional period where it. Going to eventually, you know, go back to normal the way it was. Um, yeah. Because I just realized next month marks 20 years since I've had that rod, and I've never had an issue. Wow. I, I've and yeah, I, I've never had had an issue.
2: And you so thats the, the best thing. Just you got to listen to your body. If you, if you do fear something going on. Always get it checked first too, but you know, with with your previous you know hit issues with the rod and stuff like that. Um, once you get a clearance and stuff, uh, hopefully things will start getting better because you know with the thing about the DDP yoga and the, and the flexibility. Uh, I've known so many people, uh, military people, who have had injuries that the, the 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 flexibility and the muscle built around the the, the point where you are injured um, takes a lot of tension and, and pressure off of these things too. So when you get the clearance and the stuff that everything's cool and good to go, it's going to be, I feel you're only going to feel better in the long run and that, you know, rod that's facing your hip.
0: Yeah, you know, like I said, I, I've never had an issue, you know, up until now. Um, so I'm just chalking it up to ages with, you know, the arthritis and the fact that I've been, you know, sitting on my ass for the last, Seventeen years.
2: Instead I got of, a, I got a few buddies, you know, of mine who are who are in the military. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm getting a lag here. I didn't mean to talk over you.
0: No, no, you're fine. Go ahead.
2: I was I was gonna say I have a, quite a few buddies of mine who who are military guys, and um, you know, after they got out of the military, they they put on a lot of weight and they put on a lot of you know. Because you know you're active in the, in that daily routine, and, and you're expected to keep up, you know, with your physical, you know, weight, and, and make sure that you're in shape. And sometimes when when you leave that situation, and and you realize that like you don't have that structure, that's when the weight starts to kind of, you know, you know, gain and and, and go on quickly for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I think the that that breaking of the schedule, especially for for a military guy can be destructive to your physical health and, and, you know, the fact that you're going in there and trying to change things when you do and working on not just the weight loss but the flexibility because I know from people I know that were in the military, like, you guys beat yourself up over there. Your bodies are taking the pounding, and sometimes when when you're working every day and then sedentary, like, things start to freeze up and start, like, atrophying and arthritis, like you said.
0: Oh, oh yeah, uh, I, I can tell you exactly the mentality. is like, okay, I'm out, now I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah. it, it's a mentality, the next thing they know, you know, next, next thing you know, you're, you know, 40, 50 pounds heavier and out of breath doing this or that, and you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah, you can't do so it. Right no, that's too, man. That, 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 that's that, 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 that's the exact uh, mentality because, like you said, it's that structure. So, but yeah, um, you know, when I changed my mindset, because that's exactly what it is—it's it, a mindset. You have to be ready to change. Uh yeah. I've been doing a lot of preaching of this to several people through. Uh, kind of a game. I was talking to this lady. She started doing it. Uh, a lot of times she would u- be using a walker or a cane. Well, she's been without a cane or without the walker now for about a month. And wow. she's working towards not using the cane. And she wants to send me the cane once she's cane free. That's Because I introduced her to this. So, I'm, so that itself stokes, keeps me stoked up, and it's lit a passion in me that where I do want to, you know, financially right now I'm just not capable, but hopefully at some point, hopefully not too far in the future, but if that's what it takes, it takes. But uh, get these veterans off the streets, especially yeah. PTSD.
2: Yeah, and
0: give them a stable place that ha- where they have a physical address. You know, uh, it also, you know I would like to have have a place where you know anybody, but mainly veterans with PTSD. And I'm not knocking any organizations that help veterans. And stuff like that but it seems like the ptsd guys are always left behind because and this is what i tell a few people because i saw like you look at me and you think i'm perfectly fine because i don't have hey, an um, arm missing
2: man I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you they're kicking us off the air in 45 seconds this ends I don't want to rush through this. Will you come back next week and tell part two of your story? And we'll we'll talk about this because I, sure. I don't want to rush to the end of your story. And uh, they're kicking us off in 30 oh, no, seconds because the, the show runs out. But I <laughs> want to give this the proper respect. So come back next week and, and we'll talk yeah. about part two. And we'll, we'll wrap up everything that we, we were talking about today. Let's do that, okay? Yeah, not a problem. Oh, All right, problem, man. Well, we got 20 me. seconds left. Um, I'm sorry to to interrupt you. I'm sorry for the mix-up, man. Uh, Crystal, we're going to miss your quote, so we're going to go get that on Facebook just right now. But they're kicking us off. But we, we're out of time. So uh, we're going to be back next week with Richard, and he's going to tell part two of the story, and we're going to talk about the veterans thing and the PTSD and what we can all do to help. Um, but we are out of time. Thank you guys so much, and uh, we will see you guys next week with another episode of DDP Radio live at ddpradio.com. I'm sorry for the mix-up. Thank you guys. Good night. Checked it today. Night. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up my page! i am a diamond cutter! I don't believe it! Wow. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb!
0: We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your Life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.